You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, perky pack of pals, pros, and pachyderms. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 94, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your semi-serious but silly cerebral sirs and sisters. Mm. Oh. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. So here's a here's a crazy headline that I saw, and I'm like, oh, this everybody has to know about this. Yeah, you text messaged it to <laughs> us. I text messaged it to everybody. I'm like, you guys, <laughs> sharks are tweeting now. Whoa! <laughs> Apparently, so Australia, which is a country and a continent uh, <laughs> located far away, um, they're attaching transmitters to the sharks that are kind of like near Australian beaches. If the shark gets too close to the beach, the transmitter will send out a tweet to a certain Twitter account. And it is like, hi, I am a shark. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming to eat you. <laughs> Hashtag shark. I don't know yeah. what it is. It's you like know. a warning. It says, yeah, it's a it warning. says what kind of shark on it. Yeah. Too, right? It's like the yeah. opposite of following a food truck on Twitter. Yeah. So you want go the, the other way. direction. Yeah. Ooh, it would be awesome if it had an Instagram and you could see a picture of yourself. Like, like I see you. They've tagged 300 odd sharks so far and they're, they're still tagging sharks, which will then be tweeting away. Now, if they get the sharks on Instagram so they can take hipster pictures of their That'd be food. so good. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Like, they choose what filter by yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the way they wiggle like, yeah. their head. There's yeah. a picture of your leg with a sepia filter over yeah. it. Shark, shark tweet, sweet. Yeah, sweet. Right, they can call Shweets. them, yeah, they yeah. can call the, they can call them sweets. Yeah. And, yeah, like I just sweeted. <laughs> be, be careful now. Yeah. <laughs> and then they can call the service. Wait, that's the smooth. No, yeah. no. Yeah, moving right along. Schwitter? Schwitter. 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 All right. Carefully tread. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment. Pop quiz, hot shot. Been a while. I have in my hand random trivial pursuit card. I'm gonna read questions and you guys have your barnyard buzzers and buzz in with your answer. Here we go. First question. Blue Wedge for geography. What country is known as the land of poets for its two Nobel laureates in literature, Gabriella Mistral and Pablo Neruda? Basically, where are they from, I guess? Ooh, is it Peru? Incorrect. Oh, oh, oh now close. I know. Is it Chile? Chile. Okay. Who was the other one? Gabriela Mistral. Okay. Or Mistral. Mm. Okay. Pink Wedge for pop culture. On what quiz show did Ken Jennings set the record <laughs> for consecutive wins? Everybody. Jeopardy. Jeopardy. What is Jeopardy? <laughs> nice. Uh, Ken Jennings, super funny guy. You should follow him on Twitter. All right. Yellow Wedge. What file sharing company was sued by both Metallica and Dr. Dre? Chris. Napster. 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 Purple Wedge. GQ called a poster of whom, quote, the most influential piece of men's art of the last 50 years. Colin. It has to be Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. <laughs> that iconic men's art. Men's seventies art. poster of her. I was yeah. like, "What's it a picture of?" <laughs> men's art. art. Her 1976 red bathing suit shot sold 12 million copies. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Green Wedge for science. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> what are some wild gerbils in China fed in order to control their numbers? Um, what? Okay. Birth control pills? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, oh okay. It's like poison Yeah. I can think of a much more direct way. Of- right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Onions and garlic? Yeah. yeah. What a weird... <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. Last question, All right. Orange Wedge. At the 1988 Olympics, what sprinter beat Carl Lewis for the 100-meter gold medal, then was stripped of it for steroid use? Ooh. Colin. That, that was Ben Johnson. Correct. Of Canada. All right. Good job, Brains. <clears throat> and uh, we're going to start this year with uh, maybe we're, I can find a relationship between this week's topic and like the new year. Well, we're surrounded know. by them right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. We have, a, um, we have a lemon tree out here in our backyard and uh, citrus um, the citrus fruits really appear in winter. So we got back from, from winter break and the tree, which usually has like a couple lemons on it, was like, Oh my God, lemons! So many lemons. Every guest of Lemon Palooza, every, everybody on Good Job Brain today gets free lemons. I'd like to announce: you get a lemon. Yeah. You get a lemon. Lemons. Maybe New Year's resolutions. People want to. Oh, eat healthy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's uh-huh. a good connection. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, there's some connections. Yeah. So yeah. This week we decided to talk about fruits. 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 So we bust into Warren's cherry pie at this point. She's my cherry pie. By the time I turn the time to make surprise. I was actually, I started putting together a music quiz that was all around fruit. Oh, like, yeah? Cherry pie. Uh-huh. I got like, it was one of those, I got like two or three songs in. Strawberry this Fields is, this Forever. Is strawberry Fields yeah, Forever. Yeah, but I mean, like, oh, there's, there's, there's Lemon Tree. Lemon Tree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, the Harry Belafonte. Yeah. Fiona Apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do it. I was lazy. <laughs> We're giving you all this good material. Why right, you right, right. Quit? Time. Wow. So again, piles of lemons all around us. Did you know that the lemon is actually a hybrid? Yeah, yeah. I the just lemon is a hybrid this. fruit. What? What? It is a hybrid of a citron uh-huh. uh, and a sour orange. Yeah, oh. yeah. I just learned that like the citron is like the master fruit in the citrus <laughs> oh, family. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. I always assume yeah, like the... lemon. You picture citrons. it like a top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the great grandfather yeah. patriarch you, of the of the family. Can you buy citrons at like the grocery store? I think you store? can still get citron. What do they look like? They store. look like little hard, bumpy lemons. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just to get the old brain juices, fruit juices, <laughs> flowing, mind grapes, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, after our long absence, here is a quiz about hybrid fruits. All right. I All will right. tell you the name of a hybrid fruit, and you will tell me the two fruits. There is a trick question in there too. Just Perfect. I'm giving you the heads up. All right. Mm. So be on the lookout for the trick question. Okay. Lime quat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing. <laughs> Karen. Uh, Lime and kumquat? I'll give it to you. It's actually a key lime and a kumquat, oh, apparently. Yeah. But, you know, which is slightly different, but yeah. Uh, a lime quat is a key lime and a kumquat. Nectoplum. Uh, Colin. Uh, nectarine and a plum? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nectoplum. Nectoplum. Uh, All right. Uh, like ectoplasm. We're increasing slightly in difficulty. <laughs> uh, pluot. Dana. A plum and an apricot? Yes, plum and an apricot, okay? Those are delicious. <clears throat> pluot. 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 Oh, you pluot. don't pronounce it. How do you pronounce it? 
Plot? Plot? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that plot? Wrong? Oh, plot. I don't know. I thought it was plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plot. Right, right. Picotum. Whoa! Picotum. <laughs> Picotum. Picotum. I hardly even know him. Oh. oh Colin? Uh, peach and a tomato? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I don't know. Off the rails. Picotum. It's actually three fruits. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay. Oh. Karen. Pear. No. Oh. Peach. 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 Apricot. Apricot. Yeah. Tom. Oh, plum. 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 Peach, uh, an apricot, and a plum. Picotum. Uh, that sounds good. I feel like after a while, they all kind of taste the same, like pluot or some picotum. More. Yeah. yeah, well, you know. They can, because they can. Because they can. Because yeah. you can invent Science. new fruits. Yep. Uh, tangelo. Oh, Dana. A tangerine and a... Oh, I was about to say, and a tangelo. Is it an, and an orange? No. No. Tangerine and a is a tangerine and a pomelo? Yes. A pomelo. It's a tangerine and a pomelo. Pomelos are related to grapefruits, but there's like different kinds of pomelos. Some I of them are pomelo. really similar. I call them pomelo. I think they're too. pomelo. I think it's actually pronounced pomelo. They're which delicious. Is an older yeah. kind I love of fruit. It. Yeah. You're thinking of the, the basketball player Pomelo Anthony. <laughs> is that Carmelo Anthony? Okay, I know basketball too, Colin. Don't make fun of me. Lemonade fruit. What? Lemonade fruit. I don't. Marketing. Yeah, it yeah. is. It definitely is. Lemon. What would what do you what would you do to a lemon to oh, make it sweeter? Make it sweeter. Yeah. So something sugary or sweet. Like something that tastes lemony that you would just be able to eat. <laughs> lemon heads. Colin. Lemon and orange. Yep. Oh. Yep. Okay. Something called lemonade fruit, which is huh. a hybrid of a lemon and orange. Marketing. Yeah. Huh. Uh Tangor. <laughs> uh, wasn't that one of the Thundercats? Yeah. 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 Tangor. It is. <laughs> it's Lionel's best friend. Tangor. Tangerine. Okay, so tangerine, yes. and orange, yeah, uh, tangerine and orange, tangerine, <laughs> tangerine and a kinkle sore. Tayberry, 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 t a y, and then berry. Tangerine, <laughs> no, <laughs> and this is one of those weird berry, berry like hmm. raspberry and blackberry, like one of those it is, things. it is oh, blackberry oh. and raspberry. What? So there's, what? there's there's many like you can combine a blackberry and a raspberry, and depending on I think the way that you do it or the types of berries you start with, you can get all various results. Yeah, and so there's the loganberry or the boysenberry, mm-hmm. but then there's also the tayberry, blackberry huh. and raspberry. Okay, yeah, grapple. Cool. Oh. Uh, Colin. These are the, these are the apple grapes. They, they're apples, but they're not really hybrids, right? Aren't they like infused with grape solution? Yeah. That uh, is correct. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people, that is a trick question. The, a lot of people think that the grapple is a hybrid apple grape. It is not. It is an apple that has been infused with or injected with or soaked in. I think they're soaked in. Grape flavoring. Flavor. Grape mm-hmm. juice. I think it's, I think it's grape juice. But yeah. Hmm. So not a hybrid. Finally. The Cabernet Sauvignon oh. is a is a hybrid Wine. grape. Um. Cabernet Sauvignon grape is a hybrid of huh. what two grapes. grapes? Wow. Cabernet and Sauvignon. <laughs> <laughs> um, a purple grape? Champagne grape? Nope. No. Dana is close, but those Cabernet aren't the names of the... The Cabernet Sauvignon grape is a hybrid of the Cabernet Franc and the Sauvignon Blanc. Ah. Uh, oh. The Franc and the Blanc. It's a cop show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frank and Blanc. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Wine, so, wine Valley Franc. cop show. So that is a good oh. thing to know. That is good. That's one. fruit trivia and Wait, wine trivia. It's Cabernet Franc. Cabernet Franc. Mm. Sauvignon have, Blanc. Sauvignon yeah. Blanc. Franc and, and both Blanc. of those, you can have both of those as wines. And their own wines, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 
All right, I want to take you guys on a journey. All right. Imagine yourself in Japan, in Tokyo.、Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you've ever been to this place. Namco, Namco, the the entertainment、mm-hmm. company, makers no, of ma- Pac-Man, makers of Pac-Man, big entertainment company. In addition to video games, they also do a lot of like arcades, carnivals, and 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 in that business in Japan. So they have、mm-hmm. something called the Namco Namja Town, which is an indoor theme park.、Mm-hmm. A Namco indoor theme park.、Mm-hmm. It's not like. Mall of America or anything. There's no crazy roller coasters. There's some little bit rides, but it's more carnivaly, and there's like all these、okay. different places to eat. There is a special cafe there, and this is probably the only place in the world where you would pay a a pretty penny for. Really bad tasting food. Oh, it's beautiful. Like they have like all these desserts and they're delicate. And there's curry, <laughs> but the curry is bland and the cakes are bitter and they're sour. And it's like, why would anybody pay extra money to eat weird tasting food?、Mm-hmm. Here's the trick. I think I know where you're going with this. Okay,、mm-hmm. so before you start your meal, you get a little cup, and in the cup there are two berries. And what you're supposed to do is you eat the berries. Chomp, 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 and then you start eating your gross food. All of a sudden, all of these、uh, weird, bland desserts and bitter curries or whatever taste so good. It's magical. This place is called the Miracle Fruits Cafe, and the berries you get are called Miracle Fruits. You guys have heard of Miracle yeah, Fruits, yeah, yeah. So Colin and I,、uh, we used to work together, and for our, I think it was like a white elephant Christmas party. Yep. I ended up with a pack of Miracle Berry tablets. They're freeze-dried berries、uh, yeah. crushed together into little pills. If you eat the pills, pulverize it yeah, with your、yeah. teeth, and you coat your tongue, anything that is sour will taste sweet. Anything、mm-hmm. that is bitter will also taste differently. Will taste good.、Hmm. So I didn't believe it. I looked at this. It was like weird tablets. I was like, Why did I get this for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was like,、oh, Colin, all right, let's try this. <laughs> So we're at the the office kitchen, and we got we sliced ourselves lemon, actual real lemon.、Oh. We ate the we ate the pills, and we ate the lemon, and it was it, it was, was like candy. It was like it eating, was amazing. Yeah, you could you could literally bite into the lemon like an apple. Yeah, and it's what it, did it taste like? Like lemonade, like delicious,、oh. sweet. Yeah. Lemonade. It、mm. was. It was.、Mm. It, it blew、Tricky. my mind. It really was. It, it was one was. of those things where your mouth is is at odds with your brain. <laughs> How much could you eat before it wore off? Uh, it wears off probably like twenty thir- minutes, right? Thirty to thirty to sixty minutes.、Mm-hmm. It depends、mm-hmm. on your、huh. personal chemistry.、Mm-hmm. You know, we were eating so many lemons、uh, that <laughs>、yeah. our mouths were like puckered. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was all kind、yeah. of burning. Right, yeah, because it's still yeah. it's still acidic. It's still so, acidic,、yeah. and it's still all the things that make it taste bad are still <laughs>、yeah. going on. Yeah, yes. it's not、uh, tasting. You're、them. just tricked. That's what they say. Miracle fruit can be a little dangerous because, like, you'll you'll put tons of like food and Your body that you ordinarily wouldn't, because it all tastes so good, and then you're like, I have a bad stomach. <laughs> yeah, or like I can't feel my lips. Yeah, or yeah. or that. Yeah. So the miracle fruit, you know, when the fleshy part of the berry of the miracle fruit is eaten, the molecule binds to the tongue's taste buds, causing sour foods to taste sweet. So the active substance that does this weird transformation is called miraculin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, miraculin rewires the sweet receptors to temporarily identify acids as sugars. And whoa, it, yeah,、oh, so.、Huh. 
It has been suggested. The theory is the protein, the miraculin, it's a protein, morphs the shape of your taste buds. Huh. So as a result, their sweet receptors are activated by acids, and it thinks acids are, oh. are sugar. That's so... Oh, okay. I totally had it wrong. Yeah. I thought it, like, blocked the, the other taste buds. No, so, I mean, it also had it, the effect of, like, we would try things that were already a little sweet and yeah. acidic. Like, orange juice, for yeah. instance, was super sweet. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was too... It was too, too sweet, because we had, I think, because we had all the original sugar, and then this added... As you say, the acid, acid tasted like sugar. Right, right, right. And because a miraculin is a protein, you can't heat it up or you shouldn't eat hot foods because it, it denatures the protein. So oh. it wouldn't work. Mm. Oh, okay. And you can get these things on Amazon. Yes, you yeah. can. And they're they're a little pricey. Yeah. They, I mean, it's a fun party trick. It's it a fun is. novelty thing. Yeah. Right. It's a yeah. fun thing to try. And yeah. because um, every year the plant itself doesn't yield that many berries, that's why it's a little bit more expensive. Ah. In addition to having a fun party trick, I mean, this <laughs> this is very useful for diabetics yeah. uh, mm. or people oh. suffering. Uh, they actually do use miracle fruit for a lot of cancer patients through treatments. Sometimes food will taste weirdly metallic or like huh. minerally. And so having miracle fruit makes food go down a lot better. It tastes mm. better. Mm. However, here's the interesting thing. Currently in the United States, the FDA has a ruling that miracle fruit can be grown legally, but it cannot be used in food. Huh. So there are no companies that are huh. releasing oh, you know, okay. candy bars okay. that has miracle ah. fruit. Okay. That might explain why, like when I see it online, it's always packages from Japan or Taiwan. Or it's or just the miracle yeah, fruit, yeah, the yeah. pill or the ah. chewable tablet. So they can't, they can't just, they can't just put it in food. I mean, have, have there been long-term studies of what happens if you eat it every day? Like maybe it's not good for you. Well, apparently the fruit itself is harmless. I oh, mean, yeah. people have been eating the plant, the miracle fruit plant is grown in West Africa and a lot of the tribes, you know, for mm -hmm. centuries have been eating this fruit. Um, mm -hmm. there was, drama that happened in the states with businessmen trying to make miracle fruit a thing um and the fda uh, i'm not gonna go into that because it's a little bit conspiracy theory we don't know what happened uh -huh. um, you know people are like oh the sugar giants of america uh -huh. are, you know. uh, but the thing is miracle fruit it works it's available that you can buy from amazon yeah you can try it and it will change your life for like five minutes. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 so trippy. It is okay. it is incredible. I do I feel like I remember there was one or two people at at our work though. It didn't work on them. Yeah. Right? Oh. Like like I don't know tongues? if there's some. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's some genetic component. Yeah. Or... Two people were like, oh, I don't taste it. Yeah, like, and we felt like so bad for them. Oh no. Oh yeah. Yeah, we were it's wonderful. You guys. Everybody else is just like running around the office. <laughs> Eating oh, lemon. We were so loud. Like when we first ate the lemon, we were like, I was. I was like, oh my god! It's getting more like sour and bitter things. Yeah, right, like, right, right. What else can we eat? Yep. <laughs> you have all those lemons. Maybe we that's do what's have a lot of lemons. Too. We can eat a ton of lemons. <laughs> no, I want to do it. I want to. I want to go stomach. get some some miracle fruit, but I want to like prepare first and like. I'm sure there's like lists online of the. Oh things yeah, Guinness with it. Guinness. Guinness that's beer. what I yeah. hear. Tastes yeah. like milkshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Just sitting there, <laughs> pound a Guinness, eat a lemon. Like trouble, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mr. Kohler, all the enamels yeah. on your teeth, but your scurvy has been cured. <laughs> it sounds like 
gastrointestinal distress time. <laughs> yeah, we were drinking beer, lemon, the orange. <laughs> I, remember, I remember Todd for Bayashi's like, dude, we could like we could like chug some vinegar, right? We're like, I don't <laughs> think it works that way. Well. I, I don't think we should. I think we could. It's like I guess you could. <laughs> yeah. You just stare at a bottle of vinegar and think, gee, I wish I could just drink the whole thing. Apple cider vinegar is so good for you. You're yeah. supposed to try to drink some oh, every yeah. day, but oh, really? it's very difficult. Oh, yeah. Maybe miracle fuel. And it kills funguses and stuff too, right? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to use it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is a miracle. Thing. Yeah, in birth control. <laughs> well, I have try, a couple. Try that on some wild gerbils and, <laughs> yeah, and lemons and Guinness, so they're farting and sterile. <laughs> That'll control your your yeah, pet yeah, population. Yeah. The farting sterile gerbils of China. <laughs> Well, you guys know I love uh, word origins and word histories, so I have cherry-picked some fun oh. uh, fruit name origins <laughs> oh, for you. see what you did there, Colin. Uh, I see what you did. I feel like I'm obligated to, if I'm going to make that bad pun. Yeah, I have to start yeah, with yeah. cherries. So let, let's, let's quickly talk oh, about... Oh, actually going to talk about cherries. talk about cherries. Oh, yes. oh, okay. Yeah, this is oh, a fun one oh, to me. Okay. I love this. Uh, mm-hmm. So our, you know, our word for cherries, it's uh, ultimately from Latin. In French, uh, the word for cherries is cerise. Yeah. And in Spanish, it's cereza. Uh, these all come from Latin cerecia, mm-hmm. uh, which they think may have come from uh, Greek cerecian. Okay. All for the same fruit. All talking okay. about the same, largely unchanged over the years, you know, with the little cherry pit. You know, we know mm-hmm. what they look like. Everyone loves them. Every culture mm-hmm. loves cherries. Pac-Man does, too. <laughs> yes, Pac-Man yeah. does, yeah, yeah, in yeah. fact. This is an example of one of the, to me, a really interesting linguistic shift. So, as I mentioned, they came from Latin. The old French word for cherries was cherries. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, C-H-E-R-I-S-E. Very close mm-hmm. to cherries, the current. And as the word was moving into English... So we're talking about Old French, Middle English. This was one of kind of a handful of words that was mistranslated as a plural. So as it was moving into English, oh. they were thinking, oh, cherries is plural Cherise. because we add S onto plurals in huh. English. So if it's cherries is the plural, one must be a cherie or a cherry. Huh. So in French, it wasn't a singular cherie, plural cherries. It huh. was a singular cherries and then plural cherises, although you wouldn't pronounce, <laughs> the, you wouldn't wouldn't pronounce the last way, sentence, right? And this is sort of the same thing that happened with peas as well. Oh. Um, like, you know, you talk about like peas porridge. Uh-huh. It's P-E-A-S-E. Right. And as it moved into modernizing English, they think, oh, if the collective is peas, uh-huh. then a single one must be a P, a P. Huh. and that ne- that was not That's how not the original true. word was. Yeah, hmm. even today, singular, plural, different in English versus French and all the other languages. Further, it is not related to mon chéri. All right, I have also cherry-picked a story here for you guys about pineapples. You already used that pun. I've, you don't have a new pun? I've pineapple-picked. I've pineapple-picked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. I was a little thin on the research you department. Pine-applied <laughs> some selection. Pine-applied. Like, pri- yep. Pineapple? Pineapple? So, <laughs> what did you say? I said pineapple, but... I, I said, uh, this started sounding like pineapples. 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 See your doctor immediately. <laughs> pineapple is interesting to me. It's also about word change, but this isn't about the word shape itself changing. It's about the meaning of the word changing and co-opting. So the word pineapple is, is pretty old in English, in fact. Uh, there mm. are references to it as far back as the late 1300s. <laughs> so it's an old, old, old word. Mm. And however, yes. it originally meant something different. Different yeah. than what it means now. I wonder. I was like, where'd they get pineapples from? So, anyway. what they would call a pineapple in 1400 England <laughs> uh-huh. is what we today would call 
a pine cone. Oh, <laughs> that totally makes sense. And you look at it, you're like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah. Like the pattern. Yeah. On the outside? Yeah, and it's, you know, it's enough like a fruit that it was like, oh, the pine cone is the apple of the pine tree. Yeah, sure. um, They used to call apples as the name for a fruit. Right. Or anything, right? Sure. Like in French, like a potato is apple of the earth. Right. Yeah. Just whatever. Right. right. Yeah. There's also Thanks. road apples, which are entirely That's different things. What, <laughs> different what thing. are road apples? Uh, you've seen those if you live in a region where there are a lot of horses. Horse poop. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Don't eat the road apples, kids. Oh. So in, in England, they were in the old and in Europe, they would call uh, pine cones pineapples. Uh, and so now, again, keep in mind, this shouldn't surprise you, pineapple is not an old world fruit. It is a tropical new world yeah, fruit. Yeah, there are no pine yeah. trees. So they Hawaii. had not seen uh, pineapples until European explorers uh, came to the Americas and saw them growing there. And of course, they made the same connection right off the bat. Hey, these look like things we already have called pineapples. So we'll call these pineapples. And eventually they realized, well, we need another word to replace the old one. They were kind of Lazy with word creation, no. Yeah. Like <laughs> Indians and Indians, like yeah. whatever. Yeah. The Tupi word, Tupi uh, language groups were uh, spoken by some of the indigenous peoples of South Americas. The Tupi word for pineapple is nanas. And mm-hmm. that's very close to the current French word for ananas yes. for, ananas, yeah. for yeah. pineapple. So they kind of took the French uh, mm-hmm. slight twist on the original Tupi word for it. And we get our word pineapple from substituting the English Old word for pine cone. So pineapples used to be pine cones, so or just, depending on how you want to look at it. Well, I don't, this this well, kept I coming know, up over Christmas good. vacation of um, uh, my relatives uh, not knowing that pineapples don't grow on pineapple trees. They grow from a bush. They grow right? from a bush. Yeah. yeah. People were saying, "Oh, do the pineapples? You know, do they like fall out of the trees and hit oh, you?" On maybe the they're head? thinking they of don't. coconuts. Yeah, okay. I think yeah. they're. I think they're doing the classic. Pineapple, coconut, the swap. pina colada right. tree. Pina colada. Right. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You like pina coladas <laughs> and getting hit on the head. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting you were saying, oh, apples were just another word for fruit, because in some other cultures, bananas were like the fruit, huh. like when you the ideal fruit or the or the. Oh. According to the Chiquita Banana website, <laughs> uh, bananas were in Egyptian hieroglyphs. But Whoa. I have I I couldn't find yeah. it. Uh, but I was like, Chiquita Banana is a big company, right? Why would they make? I'm leaving would, yeah. it with them. I'm saying that they said they were in Egyptian hieroglyphs. <laughs> Maybe they weren't. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're confusing cool. like a boomerang or some other shape that yeah. kind of looks like a banana. Like, oh, I mean, I would need to see the picture. Like, if it's like peeled and you can see the. Yeah. Anyway, so I have kind of a quiz for you guys about bananas. They're, um, in 2003, they were the most valuable fruit crop in the world. Huh. Like, they're the hugest import. People eat them all over the world. They're very, are they cheap to grow? They're kind of cheap to grow, but they grow in very specific bands around the world. They also have a lot of nutrients. They have six different types of nutrients that you can't get from like any other fruit. So they're very unique. They're very, they're like nature's candy bar. Nature's <laughs> power bar more nature's like, bar. like a nutritional supplement. Mm-hmm. Yes. Here are a few questions for you guys. You should have named this quiz, um, I'm going bananas. I did, oh. but I forgot to say it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think we're on the same page. Dang it. <laughs> You're right. I should name it that. I was like, that was my idea. <laughs> All right. Let's we'll start with, with the basics. How are bananas botanically classified? And, and out of tree, shrub, vine, herbs, what are bananas? Mm. Oh. Like the tree? I will say tree. I'll guess tree. What do other people I say? I think it's like a palm, which is a mm. tree. Okay. Uh, shrub. 
They are herbs. Oh. No. Oh. Bananas are herbs. They're the largest plants oh. without woody stems. Without woody stems. Woody stem is like a tree or a shrub or whatever. Oh, okay. But with, they don't have woody they stems have in the huh. world. Huh. Yeah. Huh. All right. They're also simple, fleshy fruits. Into which subcategory do bananas best fit? Are they palms, berries, hesperdurium, <laughs> or droops? <laughs> oh. But what was the first one? Palms? Uh, palms. Palm. Yeah. I'll go with palm. They are berries. Bananas are berries. Bananas are herb berries. <laughs> are herb berries. Ridiculous. Isn't that crazy? That's All right. bananas. Bananas. Bonkers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do agriculturalists call 10 or more bananas growing together? <laughs> so not a cluster, like a huge bunch. grouping. <laughs> not a bunch. Isn't that a song? Eight foot. <laughs> well, yes. like the, yeah. Yeah. That is, oh. that is a thing. But what do, what's the technical what is it? term? A technical term for, what is it? Eight to ten bananas growing together? Mm hmm. A hand. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. it grows, they grow upwards. Yeah. Oh, did I uh, stop on a question? No, you did not. Oh, okay. But that is not why. <laughs> oh, but that's not why. But they grow no. upwards in their fingers, like I have a hand, like this. I'm putting my hand up. <laughs> in a, sort of a rude gesture. Well, in Arabic, uh, the name for a single banana is known as a finger. Ah. But the Arabic word for it is a banan. Ah. And so they think that, that that's where the word banana came from. Although I saw on Wikipedia, it said it was from a East African word. But I saw on the Chiquita Banana and other banana websites, <laughs> it was from Arabic. So... What does Banana Enthusiast Magazine have to say? I, I, right, I right. couldn't find yeah. I love... Who doesn't love bananas? Banana aficionado. It just, it just fits so well. That, <laughs> banana yeah. aficionado. Yep. Each issue has a celebrity with a banana coming out. <laughs> oh, the like, magazine with appeal. I'm done. Get out. Oh, I liked it. Uh, Thumbs up. So speaking of Deo, which is also known as the Banana Boat song, yes. what was hiding in a beautiful bunch of ripe bananas? It's, it's the, the deadly black tarantula. Oh, yes. Black tarantula. tarantula. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's a real danger for banana pickers, I imagine. Actually, spiders do live in bananas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was yep. a story recently. You can open up a banana and just a million spiders will pour out. All those eggs. There's a one the in a hundred chance that happens. Wait, are you kidding? Because no. I'm being serious. Oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm, kidding. I was kidding. Oh, I'm probably sorry. exaggerating the chances. No. There was a recent headline that someone brought bananas back and uh, opened it, and there was a deadly spider laying oh. eggs in it. Oh, sweet. Jeez. Yeah. Yep. Well, Burn all those down. I know. If it's never happened to you, that means that you're due. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. In terms of political science, what's a banana republic? Oh. oh. Colin. A banana republic is, like, they would use the example of, like, South American countries where another power basically comes in and props up the government there, right? Isn't that? That is half of it. Okay. There's this other half where... Oh, is... It has something to do with they have to have like there's a there's a reason for them to be valuable, right? They've got like a valuable crop or something that, that, that yeah. to be exploited. Oh. Something to be exploited. Their, their economy is largely dependent on a, an export of a single limited resource product. Got it. Got it. So they only make bananas, and mm -hmm. they're being exploited as for bananas. Mm -hmm. Bananas were officially introduced to the American public in the 1876 Centennial Exposition. Hmm. This exposition also introduced two major communications devices and one classic American condiment. What were, <laughs> what were they? The two uh, communications devices in the condiment. Well, I know the communications device. That was the year that Graham Bell did, uh, yes. demonstrated the telephone. The telephone? Okay. Yeah. Condiment. Mustard. No. Hellman's is mayonnaise. It, is no. it ketchup? Ketchup. Heinz ketchup. ketchup. So ketchup, the telephone, and the bananas. bananas. And the 
bananas. bananas. But one more communication more device. Communication oh, two device. communications. Two communication the devices. Blackberry. Oh, close. <laughs> it's close. I mean, not not, it's not so the far. Tele- it's, the telegra- it's not the telegraph. It's the Rivington are... typewriter. Oh, yeah. okay. it is close. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar... Text- texting device. Yeah, yeah. If, if you will. Ketchup, banana. Ketchup, banana, banana, typewriter, telephone. Yeah, typewriter. that. Wow, what a time to be alive. Matt, so <laughs> big things came out. <laughs> Apparently, they were selling the bananas wrapped in colorful tin foil, and people would just kind of unwrap them, right, and right, then, um, right, yeah, dip them in ketchup. The classic American combination. And then text yeah. their friends about it. Yeah. The city of Latrobe, Pennsylvania takes credit for being the home of what banana based dessert? Oh. Chris? Um, bananas Foster? No. That's New Orleans. Oh. Banana bread? No. Bananas Flambe? No. The banana split. The banana split. Oh. There we go. All right. Huh. And then a couple years later, an entrepreneur in Boston also came up with a similar recipe, but he didn't peel the bananas in his recipe for a oh. while. And then he realized people liked it better when you take the peels Peel off, off when you make a banana <laughs> Savvy, savvy businessman. Yeah. It took him years. Yeah. He's like, God, this is not catching on. Like, oh, why? <laughs> but they need the peel, don't right, they? Right, the peel is so important. How will they know it's a banana if I don't yeah, leave the peel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Should I wash the bananas first? <laughs> God. So most bananas come from the tropics. What is the only European country to grow bananas commercially? Oh, European country. Huh. To grow bananas commercially. And I'll qualify this. that oh, This is physio-geographically European. <laughs> oh. And another hint. This is not an equatorial country at all. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. It is Iceland. Oh. Wow. Yes. They have banana crops grown in biospheres or greenhouses heated Uh with water from the geothermal springs. Whoa! Snow bananas. I wonder if those bananas taste different because of the mineral. The mineral. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder. If somebody has tried Iceland bananas, tell us. Yeah. Iceland bananas. Cool. Good job, you guys. All right, you guys, we're going to take a break, an ad break, and I have prepared in honor of our sponsor, lynda.com. I've prepared a quick quiz about teachers and teaching and learning all right so here we go man classic question (laughs) aristotle socrates and plato who came first Uh, 100 Uh percent socrates plato aristotle yes in that order oh yeah spa 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 that's our team mnemonic they all hung out and learned together in the spa okay not pass or Asp. Asp. Not asp. Asps. Don't, don't introduce no. bad mnemonics. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> Spa. We're just Spa. thinking of other anagrams. Spa. Speaking of Socrates, there's the Socratic method. Mm-hmm. What is exactly the Socratic method? Yeah. Chris. It's, uh, teaching by asking questions. Yes. That's yeah. a really nice way of oh, yeah? putting yeah. it. Defined here as, uh, discovering new truths by relentlessly asking <laughs> questions until <laughs> yeah. Until uh-huh. a satisfactory answer is reached. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's like a really annoying <laughs> Right. Process. The lie. Right. The lie. You're like, please the just lie. answer my question. <laughs> yes, also known as the two-year-old <laughs> yeah, strategy. The lie. All right. So the idea or the phrase miracle worker has entered in common uh, parlance. Mm-hmm. And the phrase was coined by Mark Twain. Hmm. Believe okay. it or not, to describe one particular person, yep. Helen Keller's famous teacher. Yeah. Who yeah. is she? 
What's her name? Oh, oh God, what's her name? Uh, it's, it's like, uh, of course, Anne Sullivan. Yes, Anne Sullivan. Anne Sullivan. You got to remember this. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is. A, it keeps coming up. Yeah, yeah uh, but like individually, not as a group. Together, <laughs> we together, all make all noises yeah. until we figure it out. Damn, yeah. I need another last name. <laughs> yeah, Anne. Sullivan, teacher of Helen Keller. Uh, Coined by Mark Twain. That's a great yeah. trivia tip. Yeah. Coined, Coined by, by Mark Twain. Twain. Describing huh. her. Huh. Just her. Wow. But now, you know, we say, you know, yeah, that person's like, a miracle. Yeah, those right, berries right, right. are miracle Oh, worker. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If somebody, I mean, if somebody makes my mocha correctly, I'm like, you're a miracle worker. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, this person received a degree in drama from the University of Georgia and began his career in cinematography and film production. <laughs> well, I have even hold on, <laughs> but I'm so excited. But he's best known for teaching the wonderful world of food science on TV. Chris uh, <laughs> Alton Brown. Alton Brown. Uh, Alton Brown did some cinematography work for a couple of music videos, like yeah. R.E.M. R.E.M. Yeah. 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 Also cool. from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Last question. Before he became a makeup-loving rock star, this guy got fired from his post as a sixth grade teacher in Harlem, mainly because school administrators didn't really appreciate the fact that he was teaching students about Spider-Man instead of Shakespeare. Uh, Is this Alice Cooper? Close, but incorrect. Dana? Gene Simmons? Yes, Gene Simmons. Um, Mr. Simmons. Mr. Simmons. (laughs) Sixth grade he nice. wiggles teacher. his tongue at nice. them. Like, That's inappropriate, <laughs> right. Mr. Simmons. He's like, yeah, I'm going to teach my kids about, you know, Spider-Man mm-hmm. instead of Shakespeare. Uh, and got fired. But that's good because he went on and Well, today you'd get Teacher of the Year for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Reaching out edge. to the kids. Yeah. yeah. Yo, teach. Can, let's rap. <laughs> hey, kids. Can yes. we rap about English? Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys know Shakespeare was the original rapper? <laughs> Because like, I, I totally it happens. Because it's a real thing. Because it's yeah. a really, There's really happening. Kernel of truth. You're like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, you're embarrassing both of us. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's our uh, teacher teaching quiz inspired by lynda.com. So visit lynda.com slash goodjobbrain to try lynda.com free for seven days and learn something new in 2014. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles, smart trivia, Good Job Brain. You're listening to Good Job Brain, and this week we're talking about fruits, fruity stuff. 
So we talked about hybrid fruits, or I talked about hybrid fruits, and this is just probably more about hybrid fruits. Um, it's uh, <laughs> So the grapefruit, which is a hybrid of the pomelo and an orange, hmm. you might be aware that the color and thus the taste of grapefruits can actually vary pretty significantly, yeah. right? Yeah. You can have a white grapefruit, yeah. like with the white flesh inside that's like super sour, but then you can have... The ruby, ruby red, the ruby red grapefruit. What a good name! Wonderful yeah. marketing. Yeah, you open the grapefruit up. The flesh is super, super red, and the redder it is, the sweeter it is. And people just people prefer that. Most people prefer that. Some people like the <laughs> most white people prefer yeah. that. <laughs> no, I think the majority of people ruby red grapefruit's very popular. The white ones not as much. But I'm I'm not here to judge. Grapefruits started out more on the white sour side. And around the, the turn of the century, the, the grapefruit was originally found in the West Indies. And it, it's one of the few, like, citrus citrus fruits that didn't end up coming from, like, China or Southeast Asia. It was originally, the hybrid was kind of traced back to the, to the West Indies. Around the turn of the century, they started growing grapefruits in Texas. Um, some Wait, some enterprising... Go on. What... Area is exactly the West Indies. The the, the area that the area that Columbus landed in. Oh, okay. You know, Got it. You know, when he was looking for India, and he landed in a bunch of islands in the God you know, in Caribbean. Atlantic. Like, right? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Barbados, I think, is uh, specifically. But you know, that's their best guess. So. A few entrepreneurs started growing grapefruits in the, the great state of Texas, and um, they they had some success. And the grapefruits would be they'd be white, and then sometimes they'd get a little bit pinker. There's a lot of sort of natural variation in the fruits that show up. In the 1920s, somebody found you know some grapefruits hanging on a, on a tree that were like pretty red. Like wow, this one's this one's kind of red, and kind of figured out like this might be desirable. So let's attempt to grow just red grapefruits, which hmm. you do by, like, you take that grapefruit and you try to plant it to the, help right. the process along using the techniques of the 1920s, you know, as best you can, <laughs> to try to get desirable attributes to the fruit. And they were pretty successful. In the 1930s, they patented the ruby red grapefruit in Texas. And over the years, they just kept trying to get it redder and redder and redder. And now there's actually these trademarked varieties called the Rio Star Grapefruit and the ruby sweet and these trademarks are owned by a company set up by the state of Texas so that when you oh. when, if you if it's called a Rio star then it's a certain type of grapefruit Got it. that was yeah. uh, you know come up with and made in Texas now they've been getting these things the, the Rio star and the ruby sweet pretty red and the way that they actually got these particular types as red as they are is is the same way that they turned the incredible Hulk green. Radiation? Bombarding them with gamma rays. <laughs> no! Yes! Oh, man. Uh, this all started after World War II. Remember that the, the, the nuclear weapons of World War II were, were developed, you know, like the Manhattan Project. It was, it, they were developed in secrecy. Right. Yeah. And the average person didn't really know what was going on with them. Uh, what people knew about nuclear energy post-World War II was that it had created the most horrific weapon of mass destruction that, that humanity had ever unleashed upon itself. It had, did not have a sterling reputation. But in now that we were in peacetime, the United States basically wanted to like revamp the image of nuclear fission, of like nuclear atom-splitting technology such that it could continue to develop stuff and kind of like put a nice little happy right, face on right. it. So President Eisenhower introduced this program called Atoms for Peace. 
It basically, the idea was, let's all get together and try to find some, like, happy uses for <laughs> atomic energy. Not just for killing people. Yeah. Right. And so one of the various uh, programs was the idea of the Atomic Garden. They set up, one of the earliest ones was set up in Brookhaven National Labs, which was a nuclear research facility on Long Island. Basically, <laughs> what they would do, so they would create a big, perfect circle field. Big, high walls to prevent the radiation from getting out. <laughs> um, and then in the dead center of the field, they would build this mechanism, uh, like a pipe, basically, uh, a raised platform, and they would be able to take uh, a chunk of radioactive material, cobalt-60, and they'd be able to raise it up into the garden on a huh. raised platform above all the crops. If people ever had to go into the garden, they could lower oh, the material okay. into a lead-lined chamber beneath the earth. So they would take all of the plants that they wanted to experiment on because they already knew, they had known for a while that if you bombard a plant with radiation, you can cause rapid genetic mutation. Basically, Whoa. you can cause DNA to change, which will change the very nature of the plant itself. Yeah, grow and, extra and, eyeballs and stuff? Right, yeah, exactly. Right. That, that's, extra eyeballs. Extra yeah. eyeballs. Yeah. 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 Sorry, yeah. more yeah. than Beyond the starting. Normally, yeah. come mm -hmm. on the fruit. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was a circular garden because in, in a certain wedge, they do one crop of, ah. of, mm -hmm. of plants that have wedges with different types of plants and fruits and vegetables, and they would plant them at increasing distances from the little bit of radioactive material. Mm -hmm. And then watch what happened. So what would typically happen was the plants that were the closest to the, the cobalt-60 would die. Yeah. <laughs> they would just die. The plants that were a little further away would get like horrible plant cancer. Like they'd get like, <laughs> yes. they'd have like tumors and they'd be super ugly and yeah. just like all kinds of weird stuff would happen to them. And the plants that were the furthest away would be unchanged because they wouldn't, there would not be enough radioactivity to really cause a, hmm. uh, a change. But there was basically, there was a sweet spot somewhere in the <laughs> middle where the plants would to the naked eye, they would look like the, the plants that you see every day, but then inside of them, their DNA would be kind of shifted around. But the thing is, it would, it would vary plant to plant. You what, would, what, what you were doing. Would be. Yeah. So yeah. each little individual plant, it, they're not all getting affected the same way. They're just going, oh. they're undergoing mutations. Something that would happen in nature over time, but like over millions of years. Yeah. But just all happening scattershot in front of your eyes. Wow. It was I basically know. it was I know what crazy <laughs> it, so just yeah. uh, mutant plants all over the whole thing. Like what? Well, inside the X Men greenhouse, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this from from a scientific perspective, this was very this is a blunt instrument. Right. This was a right. throw everything at the wall and see what sticks kind of yep. approach. It was yeah. Totally random, but it actually did lead to major successes. One of the big successes that they talk about is a, a peppermint, a mutation of peppermint that was resistant to verticillium wilt, which was a fungal huh. disease oh, okay. that affects all kinds of different plants. Ah. Um, that even to this day, there's no like cure for it. But they were able to get a wilt-resistant, fungus-resistant type of peppermint out of these experiments. And I could only find one source on this. I couldn't corroborate this, but the source says that most of the peppermint oil that is in use today, like in toothpaste or gum, comes through. They they grow this specific type of wilt-resistant cool. peppermint now. Yeah, so thank you to radiation. So in the 1970s, they irradiated grapefruit, and they picked out the ones that mutated and turned into like super, super ah. red grapefruits. Now, it's safe. They're not... The, the, the fruits today have no radiation 
in them. They re- they irradiate the genetic results from exactly. The right, right. Yes. <laughs> now, do they still do this? Yes and no. Mostly, food scientists have moved on to more sophisticated techniques. The metaphor that kept coming up in my research was their ability to recombine DNA now is more of a scalpel versus the sledgehammer right. approach of the atomic garden. <laughs> right. But there is there is at least one atomic garden still in operation in Japan. Whoa! Um, yep. That is pretty cool. So you're eating all kinds of radiation mutant plants that Cyclops and Rogue of... <laughs> Of plants. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're mixing your superheroes. You said oh, yeah. Hulk first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. we're moving on to X-Men. X-Men. Well, how did X-Men become X-Men? Was it radiation? They did, no, I think the X-Men yeah. became X-Men from random uh, random, genetic random genetic mutation. Yeah. So the X-Men are more natural. Yeah. Hogan was the irradiated, yes. I'm glad we talked about it the now. Hulk. because He is the Hulk. Yeah. Not Hulk. Not Hulk. Did I say Hulk? Hogan? Yeah. <laughs> he might have been irradiated too. He's if you look, if you look time, at his skin, yeah. he's been yeah. Like a great By the, there's thirty the, other the Hogan's that did not turn Hulk out Hogan. quite so well. Yeah. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show, everybody. <laughs> on that note. On that note. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned a lot of stuff about fruits. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on our website, goodjobbrain.com, and check out our sponsor at lynda.com slash goodjobbrain. And, okay, one last pun. See you later! <laughs> that was the pits. Uh, <laughs> she set you up. <laughs> Dana told you to set you up. Oh, <laughs> <Hook line> singer. <laughs> all trivia nerds Brittany here and i host the family road trip trivia podcast with my best friend meredith is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest (laughs) we've got the cure three rounds of awesome trivia every week harry potter disney science sports you name it no more silent car troubles the family road trip trivia podcast connect laugh and learn with your kids big and small New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.